It's a warm good evening and welcome to our special coverage of the African Cup of Nations currently ongoing in Cameroon. I know in several places across the Americas and Europe, it's been a cold and wintry day and I'm sending my cherished audience and listeners warm hugs to you wherever you find yourself and welcome to the most exciting informative and educative sports show on the calling platform with yours truly philip alimo and i have love for sports on the program tonight we'll be looking at the games that were played today and what were the results like? The show goes on. The Scorpions of Gambia's merry run in the African Cup of Nations 2021 continued with the Scorpions reaching their first ever quarterfinal after a hard-fought victory over Guinea, beating Guinea by one goal to nil. And not so pretty but effective the indomitable lions of cameroon got the job done against 10 man comoros to book their place in the african cup of nations quarterfinals and they will play the gambias i will be giving you quite a number of details as we go along but first i'll get a quick reaction from our regular analyst an African football expert who has joined us since the beginning of this African Cup of Nations with a succinct and detailed analysis. We'll get a quick reaction from him. Then I'll come back to give you all the nitty-gritties and statistics that you need to know. If you don't mind, Mr. Kowa, can you join us on stage? Yes. Good evening and welcome. Good evening, Philip. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Not not too bad. I'm I'm also doing well. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. How, what 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 are your initial impressions of today's games? First, Guinea, Gambia, 
then the, you give us Comoros host nation Cameroon. Oh, well, I believe both both games today were very were very stunning in terms of um, the kind of football they both gave us. Probably a bit of a bit of um, impulsive refereeing by both um, by both officials in both games. But then for me, the Guinea Gambia game was very very tactical, and you can tell that you can tell that now. A lot of teams are actually advancing in terms of what to do in in knockout rounds during tournaments. So then, it was a very impressive game from the Guineans, eh, from the Guineans and the Gambians as well. Sorry, as well as um for the for the Camero- the Cameroonians against the Comorians, it was it was for me it was a very good game. I believe I believe that um uh the the host nation aren't still performing. As I, as I expected them to do, but then yeah, um, as you know, in 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 this kind of tournament, what what matters is to win. So even though the performance wasn't convincing, they've gotten through, and let's see what they do against Gambia. Definitely, even though the performance wasn't convincing, they've gone through. And Mr. Kowa, I would like to give our audience a bit of statistics, and then we'll come back to you for your detailed analysis and discussions. And I would give our audience excerpts also of the press conference between the two teams just before this game. The head-to-head between Guinea and Gambia, the two sides have clashed 23 occasions in the past. And Guinea had a superior record with seven wins to their name. Gambia were victorious in four previous matches while seven games ended in a share of the spoils. One of those draws came in a qualifying fixture for the 2008 African Cup of Nations when they played out a 2-2 stalemate in June 2007. The form guide before today's game, Guinea had lost two games, won two and draw one. Gambia coming into this game have won three games, drawn one, and lost one. Guinea today played without Yatales Matic and inspiring captain Liverpool's Nabi Keita after he picked up an injury time yellow card for foul language against Zimbabwe. It was heel advice considering. He had been booked in the previous game against Senegal. And Gambia, on the other hand, went into this game without any injuries or suspension and definitely rose above themselves. And currently, it's a fairy tale story worth telling. We will take excerpts of that game between Guinea and Gambia. And remember, Gambia are the only side in the history of the African Cup of Nations to still have a 100% record. What a story. What an incredible feat by the debutants at the African Cup of Nations. It's a beautiful evening in Banjul, which is the capital of the Gambia. Let's take excerpts of that moment when Guinea booked an historic place in the quarterfinals of the African Cup of Nations. 
they line up with Mohamed Bayo also into the side. Let's see if that affects the Scorpions, who have the talented Abli Jalo. Guinea against Gambia is underway in Bafusam, the round of 16 of the Africa Cup of Nations. Well won back by Guinea. Could be a chance here for Bayo. The block. Can Bayo get the follow-up attempt in? Gay smothers it. And this round of 16 clash. Into the front post. Conte flashes the header. Not too far away from goal. Hassan Cisse is going to come on. Bob. That's a good ball. Excellent first touch. And Gambia have the lead. Sensation in Bafusam. Musa Barrow. Has he got the goal that will take Tom Sanfit's team through to the quarterfinals on their competition debut? Bob's pass into Barrow in space. The touch took it beyond Ibrahima Conte. The pressure is still not over. Conte in space. Conte, chance, it's into the back of the net. The Gambian players look to the assistant referee for the offside flag. And Guinea are denied their equaliser. Two terrific touches. Foul by NG. And G's off. He'd already been booked for a handball, which probably influenced the referee. And what about this? Was that really an elbow? If one of them is a yellow card, you can understand it. You would not expect both to be a yellow card. Oh, it's hit the post. Still there to be hit. Conte off the bar. Gilavoggi appeals for handball. They all look to the referee who says corner rather than penalty. Have you ever seen anything like that appeal turned down? This was absolutely rifled across goal by Ibrahima Conte. And then the follow-up attempt by Conte. And then Gilavoggi played it into Janja. He looked confident. What a tip-up onto the bar by the injured Gay. What a save by Babukar Gay. And heroic defending from Janja as well. They've all been heroes for Gambia. And there's a... Another red card, it's Ibrahima Conte. Gambia on the verge of a quarter-finals place, and they've done it. The Scorpions are through to the last eight, thanks to Musa Barrow's 71st-minute goal. Yes, thanks to Musa Barrow's 77th-minute goal that sent Gambia to their debut and first-ever quarter-final at the African Cup of Nations. Mr. Kowa, what's your general assessment of this game? Well, it was a great tie between two good and proactive teams, as we saw. Um, but then, looking looking at looking at this game, uh, there was there was there was a very intensive there was a very intensive um, pace at which this game was being played at in terms of breakaways and attacking transitions, which which was something that was good to see in terms of how um, African football is played. And, 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 and for me, I really believe that the, the Gambians showed more collectiveness. And for them, I think that's what their strength lies in, to play as a collective and, and, to, never, and to never give up. Um, I think their keeper gay has been very, very solid and has shown, has shown out or has seen, or for me, I, I see to be one of the best performing players in this tournament so far. Um, Yusuf Abob, that's the guy who assisted Musa Baro, was very good today in terms of in terms of um, his, his midfield battles. He was he was able to perform very well and 
and you could and you could tell that his performance also was capped off by a wonderful pass to to Musa Baru in that in that tight window that that he he, um, he created himself. Um, on the other hand, for the Guineans, it was unfortunate for them to go out this way. But then you could you could tell that even though they looked a bit relaxed in terms of how they were attacking and in terms of finishing, they they weren't as clinical as um, as we thought they would be. And 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 for me, I was I was very skeptical of this because if you remember me say throughout the group stages, they they, they they weren't burying their chances enough. And I think this was this was this was a problem that was recurring throughout the group stages and it has come to buy them back in this game as they as they couldn't finish off their chances. So then yeah, um I'm, I, I was really impressed and one and one takeaway another takeaway from this game was um, former Barcelona youngster Elias Moriba. He was he was very good today. I think I think um, he made a good account of himself. And if RB Leipzig watched him play or they've been following him play for the Guinea national team, they are going to be very impressed about how he played. But for Mr. Seinfeld and his 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 Gambian side, I wish them nothing but the best in terms of how they progress. Into the into the quarterfinal stage. And talking of coach Tom Seinfat, today he had some very impressive words for his his boys. He had to rally the Scorpions to believe in themselves. And I quote, said live the dream, experience the dream, and fight for the dream. We are here to fight. Maybe the referee is not on our side, maybe the opponent is strong. But we are stronger because we are a team. Let me give my cherished audience excerpts of that soundbite in the dressing room. Guys, we are here to live the dream, experience the dream, but also fight for the dream. We are here to fight. Maybe the referee is not on our side. Maybe the opponent is strong. But we are stronger because we are a team who battles together. Play the discipline, play compact, play smart, and in the fast counter-attack, go with determination. Believe in each other, support each other, help each other. Go for your dream, go for Gambia. Go, guys! What an inspiring word from Coach Tom. Mr. Kowa, first before you give your impression of Coach Tom's words. He said, maybe the referee is not on our side. Talking of refereeing decisions in this last 16, every single game in this last 16 stage has seen a red card. Do you think refereeing has been of the best, officiating has been the best at this level? Well, I, I don't think so. And, and, and as I said earlier, some of the decisions look or they seem very impulsive to me and and you know with the with the use of the video assistant referee right now i don't know but then this seems to be something that that's happening to in in the the, the african game because if if we watch how the europeans use var and um, you can tell that whenever there is a replay being being um, shown in slow motion there there is there is um, 
a high possibility of you getting sent off. I don't know if you've noticed it, but then that's how it looks like for even the African referees as well. And it looks like it is very impulsive. And 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 as you can tell, even by the Gabon Burkina Faso game, there were about more than ten bookings in the game, as it was very very heated for the referees. They they were willing to show no mercy because they know how the the African game is played, and they knew that they weren't going to they weren't going to take their foot off the gas in terms of discipline. So then, I think for them, it has been it has it is a it is a measure for them to stamp their foot on um, onto the game. But then, I think that. Sometimes they could they could overlook some things for the matches to go on very very nicely. Definitely. And what is your assessment of Coach Tom's inspiring words to the Scorpions? I mean, he 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 is using the concept of togetherness to to rally his team, and with even even though there are players who are playing in the Syria. Um, who are of a higher level than some of the players? Um, you you can you, you can you can tell that they they are team that play for themselves. There are no egos, so then it looks like they are all playing to achieve one common goal. And 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 you can and you and you can see it in how they play and in their style of play. Very very direct. And when they defend, they defend as a defensive or solid units. And I mean, it is it is all these words all contribute to the kind of good work Thomas Sainfat has done since he took over the Gambian job. It's definitely the kind of good work he has done since taking over the Gambian job. And our next analysis, I'm going to give you the head-to-head record between Cameroon and the Comoros that played earlier just a few minutes before we came into the studio. The two sides have met twice. The visitors, that is Comoros, uh, were winless in both attempts as the Indomitable Lions won one and drew the other. The two teams last faced each other in qualifiers for the last edition of the African Cup of Nations with Cameroon winning 3-0. What is their form guide before coming into this game? Cameroon were yet to lose a game at the African Cup of Nations. They've won all their games and drew only one so far. With the Comoros losing one and getting a better of the Black Stars. We will take excerpts of that press conference between Comoros and the coach of Cameroon. Some lucky guys in our group, you know, because to be in this place. First of all, I think we got we are some lucky guys in our group, you know, because to be in this place, to participate in this kind of competition is a huge, huge, huge achievement for us. We know we, we believe in God, you know, and... Uh, we thank God every day to be part of this competition. So we take our motivation from for that. So we're going to play tomorrow against one of the biggest nation in the in the in the continent. So we don't need extra motivation for that. So we're going to play this game as you know for us the first time. 
So we made test, we made history a few days ago, and we continue that. So we're going, we want to follow this step, and hopefully we're going, we're going to, we're going to do well. We start ten years ago this journey, and um, to be here to be part of this uh, this campaign for me is uh, something huge. And uh, like I said before, uh, to play against Cameroon in this kind of competition is fantastic. So, so of course I will enjoy, not just myself, but the whole squad. So uh, I'm going to try to bring that with my teammates, and uh, hopefully, like I say we're going to do well. That's the only thing we hope, and fingers crossed, it's going to it's going to go well for us. Those were the words of Comoros Island player. What happened today? I will give you the, all the details. Comoros, this is their first ever trip to the African Cup of Nations, and they made the knockouts after beating Ghana on the final match day. They had to play a left back in goal after all their goalkeepers were unavailable as a result of COVID-19 and stayed in the game despite going down to 10 men against Cameroon. And Comoros left back 10 goalkeeper put up a very spirited performance. He had 52 touches, 42 passes, 4 saves and 1 clearance. And without much, I will give you excerpts of that game between the Comoros and Oast Nation Cameroon. But certainly his second string, Jean-Charles Castelletto replaces Harold McCudi in the back line for this COVID-19 decimated Comoros lineup. Despite the problems that they've had, however, has had Yassin Bouhane, but calf regulations brought in positive tests have to isolate for five days hence we have Aladua in goal, that's a foul and a free kick here's our referee going to do I'm sure he's going to reach for a card Mr. Bamlak, Tessema what will the colour be? it's going to be red I think it is going to be red and it's just Disaster after disaster after disaster for Comoros. You can see why he tries to play there with the left, but what is he doing there? As I said, 37 years old, Jimmy Abdu. You should know better. We're going to have it back on. Gamala, chance here, maybe. Maybe it's chopped. And the goal for Tokua Kambi. He had an early shooting opportunity, did the Leon striker, which he didn't take this time when teed up by Abubakar he finds the court a population of fewer than 900,000 here's Abubakar chance for a second Aladou makes the save and the double save remarkable Abubakar unbelievable heroics from Shaka Aladou he looks like he does that every day Abubakar went for the corner Aladou Stand that surely he's offside. Tokua can be played across to Abubakar who scores, but shooting the flags up. Yep. In the Nations Cup history, that the hosts have met the debutant in the knockout round. They've got a chance here. Abubakar 
and somehow it does find its way past Alatour. And one on one with a man who usually plays outfield. That's a dangerous ball. And it's loose in the area. Oh, what a stop. What a save from Anana. Still not away though. Maybe another shot coming in now. It's over the bar. We're inside the final 10 minutes then in Yaoundé. Cameroon 2, Comoros near. Machanama goes for goal! Oh, what a strike! Wow! Anana, he tried. He really did try. And he still couldn't get... We'll have that opportunity. Well saved by Anana down in his near post. And there goes the final whistle. Yes, in that game, poster boy for the indomitable Lions, Vincent Abubakar was on the scoreline. And Vincent Abubakar is now the 20th all-time top scorer in the history of the African Cup of Nations. Vincent Abubakar's last five games at the AFCON, he scored a goal against Egypt in the 2017 final. He scored two goals in the opening ceremony. Opening game against Burkina Faso. Second game against Ethiopia. He had two goals against Cape Verde. One. And today, Comoros Island, he scored one. And that also makes him the first player after the African Cup of Nations in 1998 to score more than five goals at a single AFCON. At a, sing, at a single AFCON. Mr. Kowa, what's your assessment of the game? Well, um, before I start with the assessment of the game, I believe that, I I don't know, but um, um, I don't know if the decisions made right before the game was to benefit um, the goalkeeper, Ali Amada, because he tested, uh, reportedly he tested negative, but then... I think there was a law change today that players who test negative now have to quarantine for five days before being able to feature in the game at the AFCON. So then, I think that was I think I I think in a way that was a bit that was a bit political because we 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 would um, for us viewers or for us the neutrals we would like to see the games being played at a very very. Um, neutral place in an objective in an objective manner so then i think that even even before the beginning of this game the people from comoros felt defeated for that kind of decision now going now going forward um for me it was another unimpressive performance from the cameroonians i think the cameroonians could have done better in terms of um, how they play within terms of their intensity, in terms of being balanced from from the back and up to the front. I think that it was very uninspiring for a team that would like to host and win. But then now you can you you, you can tell they underestimated the people from Comoros with how they were going to approach the game, with how they didn't have any any goalkeeper fielded. So. It was it was it was it was it was quite a letdown for me in terms of how and Antonio Coincensal and his boys approached the game, but then I really really give the people from Comoros a very very good 
um, rating after this game. Probably for me, they did better than Cameroon with the kind of resources they had before the game. Because um, I I think if you if if you follow their preparations to the game, um, there there was there was there was traffic um, for their national team, and it was it was very bad that they were forced to start preparing for the game in the in their team bus during um, stuck in traffic. So then, I think these 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 are the kind of things that CAF should look out for for um, opponents because it looked like. Uh, probably this benefited the Cameroonians more than the people from Comoros, and yeah, with with all these hindrances leading up to the game, I think for me it would have it would have been nicer to see the people from Comoros shock the Cameroonians because yeah, the the Comoros people play very well, but then um, as as we've been saying this whole tournament, sometimes it's your 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 performance doesn't count when you can't take your chances. So then the Cameroonians did better in taking their chances. And yeah, congratulations to them. And they are yet and now they are going to face um, another debutant in uh the quarterfinal. Yeah, the quarterfinals in in the in the name of the Gambian. So then hopefully they can be able to overcome that obstacle as well. First, what do you make of that double save from the Comoros goalkeeper? Well, for me, very, very good save. I think, I think that, I think that um, the Cameroonians, the the Cameroonians were a bit complacent. As I said again, they they weren't very, they weren't very, um, they weren't very clinical in front of goal. And yeah, kudos, kudos to the goalkeeper. You, you can see the height. He was what five seven. And yes. for a goalkeeper, that is very, very um, not ideal in terms of in in terms of structure for a goalkeeper. So he was very impressive for me today with the kind of preparations they made towards the game. And uh, and and we and to me, I I think we should credit Andrew Nana too as well because he has had shaky games today. But then today too was one for me his best performance for Cameroon in the Afcon. And talking of goalkeepers. The goalkeeper, the left back ten goalkeeper, couldn't stop poster boy and captain of the Indomitable Lions, Vincent Abubakar, from becoming the highest goal scorer in a single Afcon tournament since 1998, when Egypt's Osam Hassan and South Africa's Benny Makati scored seven goals each. And on that, Vincent Abubakar has now broken. Samuel Eto's record and he's now has now scored the most goal ever by a Cameroonian player at a single AFCON tournament. What do you make of Vicent's record? Well, good um good he has he has he has had a good um good AFCON so far. And yeah, I think I think that in, in terms of the race for the golden boots there's no one going to touch him at this rate with how he's scoring. And for me, I think today his goal would was as a result of probably this makeshift goalkeeper probably forgetting he was a goalkeeper because if you watch the goal again, the keeper put his hands behind his back. So then for a moment <laughs> you can <laughs> you can you can you can observe that he forgot his role today to be a goalkeeper, not 
um, a defender because all game you you can see him trying to sweep, trying to play a sweeper role, and for his his positioning wasn't that of an of a professional goalkeeper. I would I would congratulate him on his feet today for making four good saves, but then at that at that point in time, he just he just forgot that he was a goalkeeper. And for me, I think he's a warrior. And talking of a warrior, what do you make of that stunning strike, that consolation goal from the free kick? Well, for me, he has been the best um, player for the Comoros this tournament. If you watch how he how he orchestrates the midfield, and and I think and I think this was and I think this was something that people, if people have been taking notes, um, if you've watched from. The game against Gabon, the, the the people of Comoros or the players from Comoros have have taken an initiative with playing out of the back. Um, build up was build up has been very good in all their games, and I think for them they have lacked they have lacked a bit of they have lacked a bit of um, cutting edge in the final third. But then you could see that it was improving game by game, and it was it was very evident that. With their with their with their build up, it got better, and they were able to put three past the Black Stars of Ghana. So then, um, for for their number ten in in Changama, he played very well today, and you and you should have seen, or you should have you should have noticed how they were playing out of the back, even even when they were a man down, and and that shows and that shows the kind of the kind of progress that Comoros have made as a footballing nation. And I think that is that is something that other 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 sides should also adopt in their game, and with with playing out of the back, with playing short short and in, intricate passes to beat to beat um, presses of the opponents. And I and and I and and, and I think this fairy tale run for the people of Comoros has been something has been something that has been very inspiring and. I think that they they look to be a team that will be worried in the subsequent qualifiers to follow. Definitely. And talking of a team that will be worrying, the next quarterfinal clash will be between the Scorpions and Host Nation Cameroon. Quick roundup of that game. What do you expect in that game? Well, if Antonio Consensal wants to win and to enter the semifinals, he would have... He should have his team at their best, especially the uh, especially the 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 back four or the back five sometimes. Because if you if if you watch if you watch how um, how passive they can be at times, they actually allow a lot of shots and a lot and and, and a lot of crosses um, in the in the part of Andre Onana. Because I think if you should if if you should follow today. It was for me. It was it, it was it was a very close game because the people from Comoros actually had more shots on target than the people from Cameroon. So then, this this is something that the Gambians will take very very um, very very um, serious because you know that should you take the game to the Cameroonians, you can probably get something out of it. And if it wasn't for Andre Onana's heroics. With a double save in the first half and a very super save from a point blank shot from um, L um, L Farouk Ben, I don't think um, Koisensao and his men could have made um, the quarterfinal. So then 
I think it's, it's, it's going to be a very very fifty fifty game, and it will be it it will be the team who has the best or who have a better collective performance, and that team will go through unless the referee doesn't interfere with probably harsh or questionable decisions on that. Definitely, and uh, just before we wrap up with the show tonight, I want to give a cherished audience post-match interviews from yesterday's quarter-final round of 16 game between Nigeria and Tunisia. I was able to get some reactions from Kenneth Omoru, Super Eagles assistant coach and former Everton player Joseph Yobo and coach Augustin Eguavon. Let's take those reactions. It's difficult to say. You know, we came into that game ready to win it. And, you know, we didn't start very well. You know, but second half we came trying to trying to push for the win. Um, unlucky we considered and of course uh, unfortunate for the red card as well. But I think the boys gave everything they could. But it just wasn't for us. No, not really because we knew it was it was going to be a difficult game. You know, they you know, they played well, they pressed good and uh, we tried to you know, to play our own game but it wasn't it, it just didn't happen for us. I think from when we got recorded, you know, a game of this magnitude, you know, we know they're a very good side. And um we prepared very well for this game as we've always did and done from the first game against Egypt. But we were just about getting into our, our momentum, our speed, up to up to speed before the red card. I, I thought, in my opinion, that was harsh. Because I went to the second referee and he said it was collision. So with collision, with no, no intent of hurting the player. And it was in the middle of the park. I haven't seen the replay, though, but my first impression is, is that a red card. A red card in, the, in this kind of a game, and at that moment, could, could change anything. Yeah. Like we, uh, I wouldn't really like the word, uh, use the word debated because in our last game we changed about eight, nine players as well and we play one of our best football. So everybody that came to the tournament really came to play, to perform. So it's always tough when two big nations play, play against each other. Um, you can look at the first half and say it was a fair result, nil-nil, right? So the second half we were really going to step it up. We had a very strong bench to come on. But in my opinion, the boys gave everything, even with 10 men, even with 10 men. We gave them a run, we, we created more chances, we're just unlucky. So two things, we're unlucky, we had a few chances with 10 men and then the, the red card really affected us because there's no way, in my opinion, with 11 players, our players on the field, that they will beat us. Feel disappointed, feel disappointed. But what can I say? Um, it's part of life, sometimes you don't get what you deserve. Uh, we did our best, gave it our best shot, but it just wasn't to be. We see... When Tunisia started the game, they respected us, we respected them as well. They, they dropped back, you know, to um, a low block defending, and we tried to open up from the sides, and they always double team. But the only thing we're not doing right is moving the ball quick enough to Moses, Simon, and Chukwese. So that gives them time, uh, you know, to come in and close those chaps down. Even at that, we want to try to penetrate through the middle, but I worry today, you know, um, it worked hard, worked hard. But it was a bit difficult because at every given time you had Tunisian players, minimum nine behind the ball. So it was a bit difficult. We could have resorted to shooting, but the opportunity wasn't there. Made a mistake in the second half, beginning of the second half. 
by one of our best players. He didn't time the goal well, which, can, which is normal, can happen, and resulted to the goal. And then one man down, which my opinion wasn't, was harsh. But what can we say? It wasn't just to be chance. Of course, everybody didn't accept, uh, expect it to, to Tunisia win Nigeria. Okay, Nigeria, they have a very good player. They have players, they play a high level. But Tunisia, if you know really Tunisia, we, we play with with 11 and 18 players always. We don't have individuality, you know, we don't have stars or players who play in big level, but we play as a team. So today maybe Nigeria saw us a little bit small, but I think this is the mistake they made. I think they didn't prepare the game as well as we prepared the game. Uh, the, the plan was to, to, to don't concede goal against uh, Nigeria because we know if we concede goal, it will be difficult for us. So we didn't concede goal and, and this is what happened after we know each other, we can score in any time, we, from set pieces or from counter-attack, and this is what happened. We score one goal and we know when we score, it's difficult to come back with us. Yeah, of course, we know that the, the, the strongest point of Nigeria is the sides, the left side and the right side. So they play a lot there and they make difference, so we try to fix them. To, to, to block them with two players. Not, we don't let our play one against one, and uh, we, 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 we make it and we make it good. Today, all defenders were good, and midfielder cover also good, the field. And that's why we, we didn't concede goal. But I think Nigeria have very good team, great team for the future also. They must continue to work, and uh, I hope the best for them also. Definitely, he hopes the best for Nigeria. Mr. Kowa, just before we wrap up, what do you make of those interviews from Kenneth Omo, Omoro, uh, uh, Joseph Yobo, Coach Augustine Guavon, and Tunisia's goal-winning goal-winner in that interview? I mean, I think I think it's it's quite obvious with how we said the 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 game looked like, and even the players did see it. And um, I think it's. It all has to do with to win an Afcon. You have to be a very collective team in terms of how you play and in the knockouts. If if you probably feel a bit too complacent going into games with teams that you you see yourself to be higher than you, you will get punished in that case. So, I mean, looking at looking at looking at previous winners to begin with, um, Zambia, um, looking at the Algerians, looking at the Cameroonians. Uh, looking at looking at even the Egyptians with their miraculous runs, that showed a level of commitment that every everyone had had in terms of achieving a common goal. So then you have to play you have to play every game. You have to look at every game like it is a one legged do or die affair. And if you don't look at it that way, it will affect you in the long run. So then I think yeah, the 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 Nigerians have accepted how they didn't come to the party last night and the Tunisians have also acknowledged um, the benefits of looking at your opponents very, very well and taking every detail and using it to your advantage. Definitely. And taking every detail and using it to your advantage. On our show, I encourage my dearest and lovely listeners to always aspire for the best. Thank you so much, Mr. Kowa. It's been great having you on the show. And to wrap up tonight, wherever you are, wherever you're tuning in to this special episode of the African Cup of Nations 2021, currently taking place in Cameroon, I say dream big, believe, pray, and achieve. I'll leave you 
with the words of Team Gambia coach Tom, who says, live the dream, experience the dream, and fight for the dream. Not to take the cherry out of his words, I'll give you a sound bite of his words, and those words will take us home. We are here. Live the dream. Experience the dream. But also fight for the dream. We are here to fight. Maybe the referee is not on our side. Maybe the opponent is strong. But we are stronger because we are a team who battles together. Play the discipline. Play compact. Play smart. And in the fast counter-attack, go with determination. Believe in each other. Support each other. Help each other. Go for your dream. Go for Gambia. Go, guys! Come together. Guys, we are here. 